0: My sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowd, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and went off. When the crop grew and bare fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in the fields? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slave said to him, Did you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, No. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush. And the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet, I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what is laid hidden from the foundation of the world. Then dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parables of the wheat in the fields. He said in reply, He who sows good seed is the son of man. The field of the world The good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest in the the, end of the age and the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The son of man will send his angels. And they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord. I have three stories. And they've all come in, to me in the past few weeks. And I'd like to share something with you. The first story is from the metro section of the Boston Globe. Kevin Cullen, one of the columnists, told the story about a family that I grew up with, the Finn family. They lived just around the corner from me in Dorchester. And it's the story of Marie Conley. She was a Boston public school crossing guy who, six years ago, Was run down, fatally killed outside the math school in Dorchester. She tragically died while trying to save the life of a ten-year-old boy who was in the path of a car driven by an 86-year-old man, who, by all accounts, probably shouldn't have been driving. Even before the family buried their sister, one of the brothers, and I I knew him in the neighborhood as Joey, he went to see the man. I went to see the man who killed her, not to berate him, but to comfort him. And here's what he said six years ago. I had to bring this guy some peace. I told him, look, you didn't get up in the morning and decide to go out and run my sister over. Finn said the guy cried the whole time. Joe Finn and his family at the time asked the district attorney not to seek incarceration charges against the man. Mr. Chateau was a Haitian immigrant who had had a stroke the year before. Ben didn't think he should be driving, but what he had was mercy for him, not anger. He said, what's putting him in jail going to accomplish? When the case got to court, the man said very little. But what he did say convinced Finn and his family that the mercy that they had shown was well-placed. I wished it was me who had died, the heartbroken man said, not her. Joe Finn gave the family's impact statement and, and he asked for the tragedy to draw attention to the impaired driver and have them tested more regularly. The kid in the neighborhood that I knew as Joey is now known as Joe Finn, and he's a leader in the Boston Fire Department. Recently, he was on the front lines at the Back Bay Fire this spring, where you probably heard the city lost two of their own. But he's credited that day at 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 saving more lives that day. Two weeks ago, Mayor Walsh appointed him to lead the fire department as the commissioner and the fire chief, of Boston. Second story is personal. My family just celebrated the life of my 81-year-old, my Anna Wayne. And this past Mother's Day, my family got together to celebrate her birthday. She's the last member of an older generation of my family. Anna Wayne was like a second mother to me. In fact, we knew her longer than we knew our parents. Well, she recently got the news that she had terminal cancer. But she accepted it with courage and a strong faith. She happily and peacefully returned to God a couple of weeks ago. But one of the strongest memories my family has of her is that every birthday, every birthday, and I'm not talking just my brothers and sisters, her nieces and nephews, but over 20 grand nieces and nephews and many friends and extended family we would all get a birthday call from her. If we didn't answer the phone, she'd leave a voicemail, and she would sing the full happy birthday song. And if we didn't return the message, she would call us live by the end of our personal special day. I, it's the only one I ever got every year. And she would talk about your special day. And she also would talk that off with an on-time birthday card And it always seemed to arrive the same day as the birthday. I don't know how she did it. (laughs) And she had this card thing going for anniversaries, graduations, any transitions we were doing in our life. She did I had no idea how she did it. And another thing that she would do is on our first communion day, my brothers and sisters would get a golden cross with our name on it and the date of our first holy communion. May 13, 1967. I looked at it above my bed every night. (laughs)
1: 1967.
0: Well, it's a tradition that some of us have passed on to our kids, and in many small personal ways, she had a selfless love for us. She would always be giving more than we would ever, ever give her. My family's really missing that selfless love these last couple of weeks. The final story happened just last week. A couple of guys of mine, friends, we go over to see these veterans that live not too far from here. We visit them regularly just to bring a meal over, have a few laughs, tell a few stories. And most of the stories we couldn't be paid here.
1: <laughs>
0: but the cookout was great. You know, the weather was so nice, and we were, we were just sitting out in the warmth of the, of the summer air. I love talking to these guys because you know they really value the small things. They have a perspective because they've all experienced lots of loss and struggles and hardships. And they still are. But they value what's important. And I got talking to one of them and asked him how he was doing with the heat. And he said he didn't have a window air conditioner like some of the other guys in the house, but he was okay with that because he had a small fan. But, but he was glad he didn't have an air conditioner. Because if he had, the window would be blocked. And every morning, he, he likes to look out and feel the sun. And he feeds the birds that all kind of get out in front of his window every morning. He said this to me with such pride. It really hit me. He said, they need me to feed them. Now there's someone with uncomplicated joy and gratitude for what... God has given him. Our first reading from wisdom calls on us for repentance. For us to be just, we also have to be kind. We're reminded that the Lord is good and forgiving. The first parable from Matthew tells us about the weeds, the wheat. The weeds come up all, all the time in our lives, and sometimes they look like they're going to take over all the good things. This parable is telling us, don't pull up the weeds; It may sacrifice the crop. Let them grow together. And in the end, you'll see what is good, what to keep, and what to throw out. In life, we often need to discern what is good and bad. And it's sometimes really hard to see through the weeds and to really discern what God wants. Joe Finn and his family went through some bad, the tragedy of their lives, and they made a decision to show mercy, to show compassion, and to see the good and discard the bad. In our second reading from Romans, it tells us that one has to search for hearts to know what is the intention of the Spirit and to intercede to do God's will. And Matthew's second parable it tells us that. Something little, the smallest of mustard seeds will grow to a full grown bush. For us today, that means to grow fully from just something very small. My Anna Wayne took something very small. Something like remembering a special day in our lives. And she searched our hearts just by being present in small and consistent ways. It showed us how to grow fully and to live more with others, for others, than ourselves. And then the third parable tells us how just a little yeast, just a little bit, gives life, gives softness and rise to the dough. For us, it can transform us when we take a little bit and it rises us to new possibilities. The small amount of time that my friends spent with those veterans, yeah, it might have transformed them, maybe, but I know that we get much more than we give them. These guys, they open us up to new perspectives on our lives, and they really transform us. So here's the lesson, the real lesson and the message for all of us here today. For me, it was just the past couple of weeks opening my eyes and ears. Live in the present. Open your eyes, open your ears. When we open our eyes and ears, the simple things that are happening in our lives, right now, today, if we step back and we think about them, many times they will reveal for us the divine. They'll reveal for us the message in today's parables, in the gospel. And they also reveal for us, in a small way, and we just get a little glimpse, a little glimpse of the promise of the kingdom of heaven.
1: Would you walk that second mile, turn a frown with a smile? Would you you give give a little little more more than you could take? Did you shine your little light upon the children of the night? What on earth will you do for for heaven's sake? Did you feed the poor in spirit And befriend the persecuted Did you show the bound How all the chains can break Did you sow the proper seed Do you walk among the weeds What on earth will you do For heaven's sake Could you lift a lowly heart or let it break? Could you give away your shirt and overlook a beggar's dirt? What on earth will you do for him?